we have a new episode of Legends and Leaders, and today it's great to have Sasha here, co-founder and CEO of Yubo. Now, you've taken on this initiative to make social media about actually making friends. And, you know, there's been so many different social networks out there, and there's a lot of benefits you can get from them. But you've been really focused on how do we help people connect and meet new people all throughout the world. Um, it's something that, you know, you would think you can do on social media, which is on other social media, which is being done. But this has been something that's a core focus of your platform, and you've really pioneered live stream technology in a way that's helped a lot of people interact with people and connect and build communities um, that really was not being done before. And you had explosive growth during COVID um, and you've continued with great growth now. And so I'm excited to have you here and to get into your story. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. I'm also very excited to, to tell the story of, of Hubo. Thanks for inviting awesome. us. Awesome. So where did your passion for like entrepreneurship, business leadership, social media come from? Was this kind of, were these like the areas that you were interested in when you were young? Like how did this start to come, come about? Yeah, so, so to be honest, I have always been interested in, in, in becoming an, an entrepreneur. And since uh, I'm uh, very young, uh, I always wanted to, to, to become an entrepreneur and, and, and do my, my own company. And I started very early. So I met my first co-founders when I was at the university, when I was uh, 18, so Jeremy and, huh. uh, and Anthony. And Jeremy was already building a product on, on his own with his brother since he's 14 years old and he had these ideas of creating a, a product from iPhone and, and he told us that hey guys do you want to, to, to build something new and to to create a, a, a product and we said we said that yes and and this is how we we launched our first product all together while uh, we were studying and um it was a, an amazing experience and since then uh, we basically never stopped Building products. Mm -hmm. So you guys just had this good relationship there, and you thought, "Hey, we could build something together." Yes, exactly. So we were studying together in the same class, and 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 doing basically our homework, preparing our exams to together. And then Jeremy told us, "Guys, I know how to code. I have an idea. Do you want to to, to be part of of this uh, project and test it?" And the idea was very simple. It was a product designed for students um, to basically be able to connect with group of students that are near you. Uh, so it was a like YikiAc or all the hyper jellocated group chat application where people could communicate anonymously. Exactly the, the same concept. And we learned how to code and we built this product while we were studying, we just distribute some flyers outside of the schools and we got directly 10,000 signups without basically doing a lot of, uh, of efforts. So it was a, an amazing first project because we see, we saw the huge impact we could have on people by building a, a simple product like, like this. Um, and at the end, this product didn't work because it was anonymous. And people were not really using it uh, to meet uh, other students, but more to, 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 to make fun of others on it. And uh, so we, we decided to start to focus on our studies, but we knew that we wanted to, to build products and we could have a way to um, improve the way of how people connect and interact online. We had a way to impact millions of people online, no matter where we were uh, based. and. We basically continue in, in, in this path. 
then we built another product and another product until we we came to, to Yubo. So where did your passion specifically for like social media as a category come from and why social media to connect people and bring people together? I think it, it has always been our mission with microfunders to improve the way of how people connect and interact online. So the first product was Saloon and it was to connect students. Then the second product we built uh, when we met our first fourth co-founder, Arthur, who is uh, the CTO um, today, uh, was to connect you with one person every day, either for networking, for friendship, for dating, for sports. And the vision was really that you would be connected with someone during 24 hours to meet this person and discuss with, uh, with, with this person. This project also um, didn't work. It's a cool idea to have someone to speak with every day, but uh, <laughs> to be honest, no one were using the, the, the platform because uh, it wasn't very uh, efficient. If you don't want to speak with a person you are matched with, then there is no point of using the, the, the platform. But we, we continue working on this product during two years. We hit 30K signups with no engagement, no usage on the, on the platform. So then we, we said, okay, we, we need to find something else. And when we launched Yubo uh, all together, we said, okay, it's not the right way to start with an idea. Uh, what is really important is to start with a, a target or a problem you, you want to solve. And we, at this time, it was eight years ago, so we launched Yubo uh, end of 10, 2015. We noticed that millions of people are sharing their social handles online to make new followers, make new friends on their social network. And as you said, social network are either made to be with your friend and your network or to discover influencer or media or brand and we wanted to understand who were sharing their social handles online, why they were sharing that. And we built a very simple product to only find Snapchat username, basically. And then and we iterate on the product. Yes. And Sasha, you decided, you know, all these social networks is you have a certain amount of followers, you're liking other people's posts. Like, why did you decide, hey, we don't want to have the followers, we don't want to have the likes. It's just, you know, kind of let's streamline the way it's designed. Yeah, because what we what we noticed while building uh, Yubo and it, it was called Yellow uh, back in the back in the day is, is that social networks are not about socializing. As you said, it's about performance, individual behaviors, and you don't socialize on those platforms like you socialize in real life. You don't speak with new people. You don't interact in real time with uh, with new people. You, you you don't know. So so we understood that the youth and the new generations are more and more connected online and there is no way for them to socialize online as they socialize offline and social networks are not made for that. And to be honest, we don't consider ourselves as a social network. We don't huh. compete with a social network because you have messaging platform where you interact privately with your network and with your friend and, um, and this is not Tubo. And you have a social discovery, not social discovery, but content discovery platform uh, where you discover content and media, brand, and influencers. 
and where it's all about performance, likes, views, comments, as you said. And we, we created a new field that we think is the future of social platform, which is social discovery, where you are socializing with other people and have meaningful interactions, real-time interactions with other people you don't know that are not, maybe not in your country. Um, and you create connection and you have a real way to socialize with those people online, like you would do, you know, in life, if you were entering in a festival or in a bar to speak with uh, new people, basically. But why did you think that live streaming was really the best way for people to go and connect? So the live streaming is, is part of the ecosystem we created on the platform. Uh, it's, it's one of the major features that enable our users to discover new people. And we think that it's working because it reproduces the way of how you socialize offline, online. Mm. Because when you enter on Yubo, it's like entering, entering in a festival or uh, in a bar. What would happen in real life is that you would, you will have small group of people that are going to be together based on who they are, and the subject of the conversation, their interests, et cetera, et cetera. You can go near them and you can speak with them with audio, video, et cetera, on mobile. But this is what you do in, 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 in real life. So the live streaming was the best technology to have exactly the same behavior you would have uh, in a public state. Hmm. So last time I, I looked at the numbers, I think it was like 60% or so of your users were in the United States and Canada. You know, you're, I think you're based in, in France. How do you make sure that you're aware of these types of markets? You know, the majority of your user base is outside of France. That you really have the right type of understanding of those markets. Like, what do you generally do to make sure that you really have a good understanding there and can execute well? So what we do is we spend a ton of times on watching what our users are doing on the platform and speaking with our users. So it's a public spaces uh, with small group of people that are speaking publicly on the platform. So we have the chance to be able to see what they are saying and what they are doing in this uh, public uh, space. We also have a chance to speak with them through our support uh, team and, and through the app itself. And we also have strong analytic tools to analyze everything that is happening on the platform. And basically we, based on, on what we see on the platform, based on what we see with the analytics, we are capable of knowing what our users want, no matter where they are in the world. Huh. Yeah. And so you just make the smartest decisions based on what you learn from your users. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, our goal and, and our way of, of thinking and way of building the product is to test as many things as we can on the platform. So hmm. we have something we want to solve or we notice something on the platform. We just try to find the best way to test it on the platform and the fastest way to test it to either say, okay, we were right or we were wrong to then either kill this feature because it wasn't a good idea or iterate on this feature and add more components. So if we take the live feature, for example, before adding a way for people to comment within the live, to add other people 
to their friend list. We just had a feature for people to live stream with other people. And if people were not, were not streaming on our platform, there were no point to adding other feature or other component to, to this feature. So we just launched a way to live stream on our platform with other people. People were doing it. So then we said, okay, people really want to socialize online. They are using this feature. So now we can add component to, to it. So Sasha, during COVID, you had like a 500% increase in engagement, you know, with your platform. You know, first of all, were you expecting this? And then also, did, did, what did you put in place to kind of gain all these types of users? Do you think it was just because, you know, the people were in quarantine, they wanted to, to use, you know, your app? Or were there things that you really did from a strategy standpoint to attract people during this time? So before COVID and, and even today, our users are mostly using the platform after work, during holidays, and in the, in the, in the evening, I, I would say, when they just want to, and when they have time to hang out, hanging out with other people. So as you said, during COVID, in a strict lockdown in different country, people have a lot of time to <laughs> hanging out with, uh, with other people. So it was like a, a big, big, big holidays for, for, for them. So that's why we had this uh, huge increase of engagement on the, on the platform, because this is when our users are mostly using the, 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 the platform. Hopefully our tech stack was strong enough um, to scale and we had no crashes on the on the platform and, and it was a, a a great time but what we I, I would say that the biggest challenge for us was to figuring out how the UB, the Ubo team would uh, work from home because before oh. covid uh, like most of the company we were as one in the offices and we were quite a so, small team at this time less than 25 people uh, and everyone was in the office and we had to move back to home and work from from home 100 percent so we had to change processes and systems and so it was quite complicated and at the same time we also had to ship more features to do it faster to scale and increase engagement so so we had to to hire a lot of people during lockdowns being at home without seeing the people in person. So it was uh, the, the biggest challenge we, we, we had at, at this time. Mm -hmm. So you have this inclusion of Ubox and wanted to focus more on like in-app microtransactions instead of just like advertisements. And, you know, people, some people don't always like the advertisement round. And you were like, let's focus on increasing people's profile visibility through this. Like how, how significant was it on your bottom line, including Ubox and having this ability for people to pay for other types of features? It was a, uh, it was crazy how it, uh, how it worked, I would say. Um, and, and, and if we had to start again, uh, we would monetize the platform from day one, uh, hmm. because, um, it really changed the game for us to monetize our platform and to make money because you can see that your users are engaged enough to pay you to even use even more your, your, your platform. And then we were capable of using this money to reinvest on the user acquisition to have even more users to, to the platform. And, and on Ubo, it's really linked to the users you have because the more users you have on your platform, the more engaged they are and the more they are spending because it's like a big party. The more people are having fun in your party, the more they will stay. 
on the, <laughs> on the on the on the on the platform. So it was a it was a great component to 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 the company, and we decided to go to the paid in app purchases and subscription instead of the ads because of the number of users. We we we. We say that if we want to advertise and to do ads on the platform, we need to have lots more of um, daily active users and monthly active users because we will compete with the biggest one like uh, Meta, Instagram, TikTok, mm-hmm. etc., Snapchat that have a hundred of millions of daily active users, and we are quite uh, smaller than, than than that. So we said that uh, it might be a best way to go to, on the gaming models where our, your users are paying to have a better experience on the on the platform and when we launched in our purchases and, and subscriptions that was really improving the way of how people connect and interact with people on Ubo, it worked and that's why we continue to, to doing that and for the ads we added ads a year ago but even today it represents less than 10 percent of what we are making overall huh. yeah it's interesting that like it's it really was that impactful for you it's pretty yeah. significant like the first year of adding the in apple chases we've made seven million euros huh. of gross revenue which is quite a, a huge for, for for a small startup then the second year the second year we we reach uh, 16 million then we reach 24 million and last year we almost reached uh, 35 uh, million, so the revenue are, are, are quite huh. huge. Uh, we hit more than a hundred of twenty million dollars gross revenue since we launched the monetization, which is uh, quite uh, huge numbers. Yeah, that sounds great. So you did a couple different like venture rounds. Um, I think recently the last one that I heard was it was a fifty million around fifty million dollar raise. Um, uh, why did you decide to bring on Gaia Capital in that round? Like, why did you think that they were a fit? And how have those partners been able to help you scale to the next level that you want to be at? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good question. So, so what happened during COVID is we had, a, as you said, a, a lot of, lot more engagement on the platform. We were among the, the companies that were doing well uh, in, uh, in these mm-hmm. hard times. So we got a lot of calls from investors and a lot of VCs were reaching out saying, hey, what is happening to, 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 to you guys? How comes you've been doing so great during uh, those, those times? And we took the, the opportunity to, to do a round during COVID at this time because we had this opportunity and, and, and it would mm-hmm. help us scale the team, scale the user base, scale the server costs, scale the, the paid user acquisition. So that's why we, 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 we did the round because it was a, a good opportunity for, for, for the company. And we were right because we, we didn't raise any more rounds since then. And, uh, mm. and it enabled us to become almost a, a standalone company that don't need to raise another round for, for, for the moment. Have you thought about like when you would potentially do a public offering like an IPO? To be honest, no. I, I think we at this time uh, and even today we, we are quite uh, too 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 small to to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe so maybe also... when we will reach three times more what we are making today in terms of revenue, okay. this is something we will think about. Hmm. 
So you also brought on Jerry Murdoch as a UBO board member. Like, how has he been really impactful? He has been very, very impactful, and even before becoming a board member. So Jerry Murdoch has been introduced to me by Antoine Martin, the co-founder mm-hmm. of uh, AMO and previously uh, Zenly. And he introduced me to Jerry during COVID before the round because uh, I was having uh, lots of uh, calls from uh, different investors and and, and VC. And and Antoine told Jerry, hey, my friend is uh, getting crazy with uh, with investors. He doesn't know what to do. Can you spend time with him uh, advising us on uh, what should be the process and what is the amount of money we should raise? uh, What is the term we should get uh, knowing that it's during the pandemic and everything is, is crazy at this time. So when I met Jerry, we spent 90 days having one hour of calls every day in a row. And he was <laughs> advising me on what I should say to this investor, if I should take the call, what I should t- say if we got a term sheet and what should be the right terms, etc., etc. So it was game changing for me to, to do this call with a, with a jury because I think we, we got the, the best terms we could have and um, and without him i don't think uh, we would have raised this amount of money with those uh, those terms and when we when we closed the round we we had one spot as a, an independent board member and it was obvious that jerry was the the, the right one to 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 join us uh, within the 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 board hmm. So he really helped you get get the round closed and just had a lot of insight into that. Yes, exactly. He he really helped us get the round closed. And after becoming a a board member, he's helping us a, a, a lot on how to define the the vision of Hubo, how to find and explain our value proposition to the outside world. I would I would say, and he's also very valuable to introduce us to the right people depending on, on the problem to solve. Like for example, um, we are, we need to improve uh, our performance on Android and he introduced us to the Lieberman's brothers, the ones that created product science and that have been uh, working at, at Snap. And he introduced us to them while they were building their new company, product science, and we were their first client to work with, uh, with them. So. He always knows the, the right person that can really help you uh, in um, and help you solve a problem you, you have. Yeah, good to have someone like that around. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Sasha, just the last question that I have, like, what do you think is next for social media, specifically the category of social media? I mean, I, you said you aren't really a social media company, but connecting people and you know, what do you think is next for, for this? And what, what do you aspire to accomplish in the next five to ten years? Yeah, I think I think the next era of social is uh, about social discovery, because the new generation and, and 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 even our generation are more and more connected, and we are more and more focused on creating friendship and authentic connection online, and it's becoming a real thing that everyone are making friends online and everyone have online friends that don't even meet in real life. And this is something that is going getting huge. There is more and more uh, competitor to what we've been building since uh, 
end of 2015. And this is growing and growing and, and becoming a, a huge market. And now there is for the 16 to 25 years old people, there is no stigma in making friends online. Like we had 10 years ago of dating people online. It was very complicated to do that. Now for making friends online, it's the same. It's not a, an issue uh, anymore. And this is something that is part of their life, part of the life of the new uh, gener generation. And our goal for the next five years is to become a, a leader in social discovery and mm. to be the one that are empowering people to discover new people online every day, basically. Yeah. Well, look, Sasha, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I think that the mission that you have is really great, and it really hasn't been taken on by anybody else, it seems. I mean, this is an avenue that you guys have been leading um, leading the wave in, and it's an avenue that really needs to be out there more because there's so many people that have similar interests that haven't been able to connect, and online is really the greatest tool to make that happen. So I'm excited to see your continued growth, and I wish you much success. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thank you, Ben. Thank you.